Hi, this is Sean from King Buffalo, and you are listening to the Epitome of Stupidity. Each night as I crawl What up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Epitome of Stupidity, your, your favorite super spotty fucking podcast. But back down. So, hi, Brian. Hi, Clint. Do you hear that in the background? Yes. That is King Buffalo and their song, Grifter. And you know what? It's, we're going to talk to them. It's really fucking good. Yeah. And we're going to talk to them. They're back from an actual tour. They went on tour. To the best of my knowledge, no dates were missed. They did the whole damn thing. How many dates? I don't know. Oh, you got to be prepared for these you questions. Know, I don't, I, no, I don't work with numbers. We made that agreement a long time ago. Okay. Well, if Sean asks you, I don't want to be embarrassed. Well, consider me embarrassed. Mm. He is Brian. I am Clint. Brian, what have you been listening to? Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. That was... I'm it's like, on the way here. I'm kind of proud of you. You <laughs> usually stammer and stutter for a while trying to figure out something that makes sense there. Pink Floyd. Good job out of you. I've been listening to a lot of Four Stroke Baron. Their new album is coming out soon, and it is... Really fucking riftastic and good. Uh, just saw Primus last week, and uh, so I've been listening to them. Insert vomit sound. They clip. are still really good, and Bryant's still a fucking jerk. Uh, and also a lot of close the hats because we just played a show with them, and they are really fucking cool. Did we play a show or two shows with them? I think. Well, t- okay, we played two sets. Two sets with them. We okay. two sets at one show with there we close go. the hats. There we go. There we, we go. got there. Yeah, a lot of words. A lot of words. Waste of White was there, too. So now we've mentioned just about everybody. Um, even though we have been gone for forever, or maybe not very long, hell, I don't know, uh, we are still in partnership with uh, Brimminghorn, because they are awesome, and they make delicious mead. If you use the code EPITOMEAD, E-P-I-T-O-M-E-A-D, all one word, at BrimminghornMeadery.com, you will get 10% off your order. You should go there and use it. They will send delicious mead right to your door, and then you can drink it and be happier. Tell them about the uh, the buddy you got. You buddy. took him one little sip of mead, and then the next day you ordered four hundred <laughs> <laughs> worth of mead. Our uh, our drummer Chris in uh, Novagrave, he is uh, he's now officially a meadaholic. Yeah, and so you know what he does? One little sip. He uses the code. Oh, to get 
the ten percent off. Yep. Yeah. Every that. damn time. It uh, it's funny how that works. So we breezed right through that, didn't we? Hell yeah! Wow. I like this show already. It's like a, it's, it's like we never stopped. So we are going to uh, talk here momentarily to Sean of King Buffalo guitar and vocals, guitar and vocals and keyboards. Oh, um, you didn't have that down here. I don't. How am I supposed to know? I because I just told you. Well, now we know. Now you know. Uh, he uh, he's of King Buffalo, and they are pretty damn good. Their album, The Burden of Restlessness, came out earlier this year in June, I believe. I have not seen a bad word said about it, and that is for good reason because it is really fucking good. Um, Prime, how about you pick some random numbers out of the air and let's see if he answers. Ring. Okay, and he answered. On the line with us is Sean of King Buffalo. Sean, how are you this... I mean, it's nice here. I don't know how it is where you are, but this Sunday morning. I'm doing great. You know, pretty nice in western New York. It's like around mid-60s, sunny. Can't really complain. Yeah, it's about the same here. Um, You have apparently done the impossible. You guys just finished a tour with fucking clutch on most of the dates or some of the dates, however you want to phrase that, no less. and it didn't look like there were any cancellations or postponements. And I, we just want to know what kind of black magic you're using. Well, okay. So, actually, um, the Clutch Tour starts Wednesday. Oh, um, shit. Look at me. I did research. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, but we did just do, uh, I, I don't know, about 10 to 12 shows, maybe, um, on the West Coast of uh, headlining. And, yeah, everything went really smoothly um i will say some some locales were a little like better as far as uh you know masks and that sort of thing like safety precautions um you know varying by state and region i'm not going to throw anyone under the bus (laughs) but um no it went it went fairly well i mean there we had no concerns on our end uh and um I mean, besides like the normal sort of apprehensions, but th- there was never any scares, never anything that really uh, threatened to throw a monkey wrench into the whole operation, which was really kind of uh, stressful the whole time because this first West Coast run we did, we flew out there um, as opposed to having our normal van and trailer and everything. So, you know, if any of us came down with anything, that would have immediately stopped the whole tour. And then it's not like we could have uh, flown home right away so we would have just been paying for a hotel to do nothing so we would have just been you know throwing money away uh besides the whole like health thing as well so and it went really well and fingers crossed everything stays that way um yeah so everyone just keep 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 uh keep a good head on your shoulders (laughs) and let's uh, let's keep this train moving i'm going to ask you to knock on wood (laughs) yeah how many days i'm doing it already i don't think i've stopped actually (laughs) for like three weeks now how many dates are you doing with clutch um i think it's about 10 shows okay i I don't i can't remember the exact number but it's it's about that i know it's under two weeks do you guys have you guys have some headlining shows interspersed there uh on off days too don't you no no so we do this run with clutch and then we are home for another few weeks and then we do our uh solo like headlining run again gotcha um, this is kind You're of great. Clint, right? I know I've, I've so far <laughs> batting a thousand. Um, well, I know it can be kind of confusing too on the website cause it just kind of lists everything. And, 
you know, then there's little asterisks for, you know, who's with clutch, who's with not. Well, that, that stuff, so. I can't read and I'm hungover. So I, I, I've go. got a lot working against me here. Um, this is kind of a, um, I don't know, stupid question, I guess, or at least obvious. What, you know, kind of compare for us, because you're our only resource here, touring, you know, post during COVID or however the hell you want to phrase it versus pre. Um, I mean, it feels a lot different um, in some ways, but in other ways, not as different. Uh, I know for me, I, I, I tend to be, I'm always kind of a pretty anxious person anyways. Um, so adding COVID element on top of it, definitely, you know, my stress levels at like 3000%, like the entire tour. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. So, so that's a little difficult. And, um, but really like a lot of, a lot of people are really, I mean, everyone's kind of in the same boat. So it was really, what was really special and felt really good was, um, most of the dates of the tour, I think every night I would ask, you know, while I was on stage, you know, between songs that ask like how much, for how many of you is this your first show? Um, since before covid and you know every night would kind of be a different number um but it was really it was really cool like you know a lot of times it was even as much as it seemed like two-thirds of the crowd was this was their first show uh post-covid and it was i don't know that felt really special that people would choose us to be that first sort of venture back out um and uh you know there was <laughs> Everyone was knocking the rust off, you know, there was, I, it was hilarious. I think our first, the first show we played, the first song could not have gone like more rough. It was hilarious. <laughs> like a, anything and everything that could have gone wrong pretty much did. This was, uh, I guess I'm going to tell the story now because it's pretty funny. I'm <laughs> all for it. Let's hear um, it. So it's, this was my first tour uh, on in-ears. I switched to, I bought in-ears and all the shit for it right before COVID, of course, and then COVID hits, and I have never, you know, I've never used them live ever. So it's my first tour with in-ears. Um, we're getting ready to play our first show in almost two years. Uh, openings, you know, the intro music ends. Time for me to start the set. You know, I'm, I, I was going to start the first song. As I do that, uh my pack dies my wireless pack from my <laughs> and i'm just like oh shit so i'm freaking out i'm turning around i'm like finagling with the pack i get it up and running pretty quick meanwhile the whole time that's happening there's this absolute heinous like brown note ground hum blasting everywhere <laughs> and i'm like i'm like what the hell is that i thought maybe our bass player we have sense that we trigger with our feet and I thought maybe he accidentally triggered the, a synth with his foot or something. And it was so insanely loud and ridiculous. So I'm just looking around. I'm like, whatever. Okay, I got my pack up. All right, got to go. You know, showtime. Got to start playing. Playing through the song. We're going. Turns out there was a miscommunication. So our bass player is in the wrong tuning. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So, like, you know, and it was it was the kind of thing that was only certain notes. Uh, you know, when he's playing only certain notes, all of a sudden, like, wow, <laughs> you know, so it's just like, oh, my God, Dan's in the wrong tuning. There's this crazy hum. My ears are, are they going to go out again? What's happening? <laughs> Halfway through the song, Scott puts, like, punches a hole through his snare drum. Like, the, whole, the, snare drum just, the, the head just disintegrates. And it was just like, oh, my God. 
we fumble our way through the song. The song's over, and Scott just stands up. He's like, my snare drum's broken. Uh, help. Because <laughs> 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 we, we had flown in, so we didn't have a spare snare drum lying around just ready to go. So, yeah. Oh, uh, got the ground home fixed. Got, we all got in the right tunings. Got my wireless pack to work and got a new snare drum eventually. But it was kind of hilarious. Like, you know, all this anticipation leading up to the first uh show of ours in almost two years and like literally everything it just it kind of like relieved all of the pressure and tension uh because you know, it's like it can't possibly go worse than <laughs> only up from here now, you know? <laughs> i uh, hope it was at least a shorter song <laughs> what's that i hope it was at least a shorter song oh no i think it was uh, it was Ida karine so it was i don't know what's it like eight minutes oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> <laughs> yeah that is a uh that's a murphy's law situation if there ever was one Wait, so yeah it was great and like i don't know i kind of love i love stuff i don't know like we obviously never try to have things go wrong but i kind of love it when things like like just sort of human shit like that happens uh because i don't know i think it's like it it immediately like all the pressure's off you know like we can joke about it with the crowd and the crowd like you know like it's our first show in almost two years too for everyone that's there. Right, you know, like, right, right. Like we're we're figuring it out as well. And I think it kinda like helps breathe an air of like uh no, you know, like yeah, this has been pretty weird, right? Like we're all we're all figuring this shit out together. Right. Um, all the pressure's so officially cool. off. Real real quick, I gotta know. So you guys will take a song and just change the tuning, apparently? Or- um no, like we don't always like not all of our records or songs are in the same tunes. Well, and he thought that they were opening with a different. Oh, song. he thought you were playing a different, starting with a different song. Okay, I got yeah. I got you. I got yep. you. I got you. I got you. Okay. So, you know, obviously a long time in between shows, um, but you had you've only had the burden of restlessness sitting around since June. I, I imagine it was all kinds of fun to actually finally get that shit out and play it for somebody absolutely yeah um it was really cool to be able to play those songs live uh and the dead star stuff too because yeah that was yeah so it was really fun um to be able to 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 bust those things out and you know there a lot of the sounds are different than what we kind of used to used to use so it was kind of fun to be able to sort of i feel like we're able to have a little more variance in the set now than than we used to which is really fun those i mean not to blow smoke or anything, but it's not like those two albums have been um, negatively received. Those things are pretty universally fucking loved. So to have them sitting around and not be able to play them, I, that, that that had to have been fucking crazy. Yeah, it was definitely not ideal, um, <laughs> to, to say the least. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, we're definitely stoked to be able to play them again. And I think... Um, I don't know. Burden is interesting because I feel like we definitely kind of like polar. There's we've definitely got a lot of mixed reviews on it. Actually, we've got a lot of really positive ones, but I think the people that like it really love it. The people that don't really don't. Huh. Um, so Fuck you know, them. it is what it is. Yeah, I, I I haven't seen any of the negative reviews, and those people, I think they might push play on the wrong album or something. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it. I mean, for all the negative stuff, though, I I guess. If I understand it right, a lot of a lot of burden of restlessness came because of COVID and quarantine and all that shit. So, you know, it, how different do you think that album would have been if not for that? 
Oh, it would have been, I don't think it would have got made. Um, I, basically, like when we had just just done Dead Star and we were like released it and we were about to hit the road in support of it as everything got shut down, um, which is, you know, kind of really took a lot of wind out of ourselves and kind of was a big bummer, of course. Um, we took a little bit of, took a couple of weeks to like, well, what are we going to do? We thought, well, you know, there's a good chance this is like going to last a long time. So we, we did a couple, uh, we filmed like some live videos that we ended up releasing, spreading out the releases of. And then we were like, uh, now what? And luckily we have a space that's large enough that we were able to stay pretty distant in there. We put up some plastic sheets as barriers and we're wearing masks. And we said, well, the numbers are like low enough in Rochester right now, which is where we're from. And we can, you know, we, we can do this as long as we can continue to do this safely, we, we will. And we decided, well, I guess we'll just start jamming and, you know, see what happens. And before you know it, I'm like, you know, we record all of our, all of our practices and jam sessions and I take them home and kind of whittle through them. And I went through, you know, hours and hours and hours. And then after cutting all that down, I was like, dude, we're sitting on like four and a half hours of ideas here. Wow. Um, that we all felt pretty good about. And so then we started to whittle away and try to figure out how to, uh, you know, how to, how to parse these things out into, into actual records. Um, I think naturally a lot of like the, the stress and sort of, you know, anxiety of the whole situation manifested in a lot. Like we, I noticed, you know, we had obviously written a lot more darker material. Right. Um, and that's, that's what ended up becoming burden. And, it was a little bit of uh, it was unusual for us because I think it was definitely a different tonality than we usually use. But I kind of in the process of working on it, I was like, I kind of think we should like I. Anytime I try to write any was trying to write anything that was like not as dark or depressing during that time, I was like, I just feel like I'm lying, you know. It just didn't feel uh, didn't feel real. Um, so I was like, let's just lean into it and make this like our, you know, most depressing record yet. <laughs> <laughs> It's it comes through in the lyrics, obviously, but I don't feel like musically it, it still has the. Um, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days, and I can't figure out how to convey the word that, or the feeling that I want here without saying something stupid like positive or bright. But it, the music still has the same feel ish. But yeah, the the, the frustration is obviously shown there through the lyrics. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, and I, I definitely think there there's definitely some stuff, different things we did musically. Like I, uh, tried not to use as many sort of, uh, you know, major chords. Obviously there's some stuff where it's pretty prominent, but I only tried to use it in a way that sort of felt, um, odd, not necessarily in like a, like a major chord progression sort of way, but in like a, that's kind of quirky, like silverfish is kind of an example of that. Like it's, it's, um, very much a major key, but it's kind of, I try to kind of toy with it in a way that kind of makes it feel, sort of like uh you know smiling while the while everything around you's burning ironic right um speaking of keys and riffs and all that fun stuff you guys not only have just a ton of fucking awesome riffs but damn do you know how to get every damn ounce of fucking good out of them how do you i mean how does it come about that you find all these variations that make an already awesome riff even fucking better 
That's the again. I'm going back to the black magic thing. I think there's something going on here. Uh, um, I, a long time ago, we kind of like, particularly me and Dan, really got into the idea of sort of simple is better. Um, and I really kind of was into the idea of taking like a very simple riff or passage, and and just repeating it for a long time, and then slowly changing the way you repeat it. Um, so using using uh dynamics and you know effects to change the song even though it's repeating the same sort of thing as opposed to uh having to write a whole like, change the key and all these things that are sort of like you know, more i think traditional and a lot and a lot of songwriting um but yeah i don't know we just kind of we but in saying that we we try not to repeat it the same way every time if that makes sense yeah, yeah um, for sure I don't know if I quite answered the question. I, I don't know that there was a, a I don't know that there was a way to answer it to be honest. It was I just wanted to kind of point it out and have fun with it for a second. Okay. Um it you uh you produce and engineer all these too, don't you? Uh for the most part, um I produce and engineered Burden, Dead Star, I produced but our um front of house mixer, Grant Husselman, who's an amazing engineer, he mixed it. Uh, longing to be the mountain was produced by Ben McLeod and kind of co-produced, but you know, assistant produced by me, tracked by Grant, and then I mixed it, and then everything else was. Uh, me. I mean, with doing that and the riffs and everything that we've already talked about, how do you do? How do you end up deciding when is too much or when is not enough for these songs? Um, well, as far as like layers, I'm pretty horrible at not being able able to ever say enough is enough <laughs> um you know there's i i am a i am a like glutton for stacking guitar guitar tracks on top of each other um i have to constantly sort of reel myself back in and say you know like okay like you have to be able to play this live you know without hiring two more guitar and players orchestra, so yeah. uh can we do that can you do this and that's sort of like my my that's like the ceiling that I try to cap for all for for the band is you know is it possible to be able to do it live um if not then that's fine like there's some stuff that we really can't pull off live right now just because we don't have the manpower um not so much off burden but there's some stuff off dead star that's we really really just kind of can't do right now we don't have enough people to do it and that's fine we kind of wrote wrote that with that in mind but anything that like we're you don't know, we start working on it like oh we really want to be able to play this live like then it's okay now we have to be able to do it live so right you know this is the this is it you know if, if we don't like the way this section flows into that next section um we can't just add more layers on it we have to change the section somehow we have to do something different that's uh it's an interesting process for sure um i before we get too far away from it or start to move away from it i guess uh, i i I got to ask about the album artwork. How, how fucking flipped out were you when you saw that damn thing? For Burden? Yeah. Sorry, I should have oh, been more yeah. specific there. Um, it was great. I mean, so Scott actually, when we were, when we were uh, early stages of working on the record, he was like, he was really into uh, Bekskinski. I don't even know if I can really pronounce the name right. Bekskinski. Um, he's a Polish artist. Um, unfortunately, he passed away. He, um several years ago uh 
but he you know has a, a massive catalog of works and he was scott was really into it. he's like i, I kind of want to see if we can like license one of his works for our you know for this next record um take a look at this you know take a look through his catalog and see what you guys think and then as we started doing it i was like dude this is super cool and uh really really dug the guy you know the, the style everything i mean his work speaks for itself it's phenomenal um and then i i think i'm i think you know i think it might have been me that actually picked out what ended up being the cover it's like i, I think this should be the cover and it just kind of like was perfect i think for what the album uh was about like the sort of the feeling of, of everything like it just kind of fit the album perfectly and so we reached out to um the uh i think it was a museum that had you know had uh his works and uh contacted them set everything up and licensed the work through them i did not realize that that's that's twice as cool and the the artwork itself is obviously amazing yeah yeah i mean like i said one of the, as soon as i saw it i was like yeah that's that's the record you know like that's everything everything about this is like what what this record feels like i think it perfectly visually represents sort of the mood of the of the music yeah it's uh it's really fucking cool um now i know you've already told me that you can't go too far into things but obviously i have to ask about the whole three album thing uh what um Let's see. How should I go about this? How, um, where are we in the process? Is that a fair question to ask? Yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, as people who maybe followed us on social media are are aware or subscribe to our email blast, um, unfortunately, things got pushed back a bit. The second record is done. It's been done for a while. We are just waiting on on physical copies. We don't have we don't have any. Um, and we don't want to release the digital version until we have physical copies as well. Sure, yeah. Um, so it's that's it's just a waiting game at this point, really. Um, we're hoping, excuse me, we're hoping to have them uh, relatively soon here, and that will definitely. We feel very confident that. I mean, we sent it out a long time ago. Basically, the entire vinyl production world is, you know incredibly behind what used to take two or three months is now you know in some cases over eight months um so things are are moving really slow in that regard but we do feel confident we'll have it out uh by the end of the year and i i think we actually should be getting some news pretty soon that we'll be updating people with as soon as we get it um i think like uh we're we're due for another communication with our with our liaison um, who is sort of our rep with the vinyl production company. That, uh, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. And so, yeah, and we'll have some exciting news on that. So the second record's done. It's out of our hands. We're just waiting on it at this point. And the third record is in production stages. Uh, we made an announcement a while back there that it is unfortunately going to have to be pushed back uh, to uh, 2022 just because, I mean, there's, you know, even if we had submitted it a few months ago, it, we, there's no way it would have arrived by the end of this year. Um, so it's just, we're going to have all three records tracked, produced, good to go, but we just won't have physical copies to sell for, for quite some time at this point. Which is obviously a bummer, but I mean, that is, 
it's obviously, uh, I, I guess I kind of glanced over it there. It's a really ambitious idea, or I guess not an idea. It's a really ambitious thing that you guys have essentially pulled off just without the physical copies of making three albums in a year. Whereas, you know, obviously that's not a fucking thing that's done. Um, how did that all come about? Well, I think, you know, I, I, really that was just the result of not having Jack Shadon's we could do for almost two years. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know um, uh, it, that's just really like the long and short of it is we're, and we're not on a record label, so there's no one we have to answer to really. I mean, Stickman Records handles a lot of our stuff in Europe, but it's not like a dictatorial relationship. They don't tell us release schedules. They don't, you know, that's not our relationship with them. So um, we were a little lucky in that regard. And we kind of were sitting around and we had all these, you know, had hours and hours of material that we were excited about. And we were like, well, who knows if we're ever going to have an opportunity like this to try a big stupid idea like this <laughs> um and you know let's just let's go for it i mean what else are we going to do you know um and it's the kind of thing that you know we did do a lot of the, the work remotely um we did the initial jam sessions early as numbers started to pick up it was became apparent that like we didn't really need to be getting together anymore so it became i would cut stuff up send it to the guys They'd, you know, give me their feedback on it. And then it was, okay, everyone, like, learn your parts. We never played the songs together until we started rehearsing uh, for touring again, really. Oh, wow. Because um, after those initial jam sessions, and I was like, okay, these are the songs, learn your parts, and then we tracked everything individually. Just, um, okay, sorry, go ahead. But, yeah, that was, it was really just a result of shutdown. And, um, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, we never have, that much free time again uh, <laughs> um but you know i i think it was a worthwhile endeavor and i, I it is disappointing it was kind of hilarious um when i got the news from my drummer that dude like things are way behind the final production after we had already um announced every that we were doing the three records and I had just done a couple interviews and people were like, are you sure you're going to be able to pull this off? And I was like, oh yeah, no problem. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. And then it was literally like the next day, Scott was like, dude, so I got bad news. Like they're like, <laughs> they're insanely behind. Like we are screwed. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I literally just did like a handful of interviews, dude. I was talking big, tough talk. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. And now I'm going to look like an asshole, but you know, it is what it is. And I don't know. It's, as uh, my grandma always used to say when I was like a little kid and I would, you know, pile my plate up way too high with food. She's like, you're eating with your eyes, not, I already with, love your, this story. You know, not with your stomach. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I feel like maybe we had a little bit of that, but I, you know, fun challenge to take on. So I'm not, you know, zero regrets there. I think if you just kind of pivot a little bit and call it three albums within a year, we can still hit the mark there. Yeah, I, you know, and I think, uh, I think actually, that was the initial press release too, was that King Buffalo will record three albums this year. Um, and I think it kind of snowballed into, into oh, they're going to release three gonna, albums yeah, this yeah. year. But it, but I think the initially we did announce that it was record three albums in a year. So I think technically we're still in the clear. Uh, we're still in the clear, but I don't think anyone thinks of it that way besides <laughs> us. So I'm not. <laughs> it's all right. We'll help you clear. We'll help clear your good name here. Yeah. Um, 
Now, again, I, I'm going to press my luck here. But I, I've seen things where you're talking about common themes that go throughout the three and different ways of recording. So uh, um, how much information can I get out of you on either one of those? Um, well, so it's in, how do I say this? So I think like the, the three records aren't like a trilogy per se, if that makes sense. Yeah. But they kind of are maybe like an anthology and they kind of are all focusing around sort of like, uh, the same sort of character and, and, and different aspects of the same arc. Um, I don't know, like, I guess I had never seen it, but I'm under the impression that this is what it was. Maybe like an Into the Spider-Verse sort of thing, whatever, that Spider-Man thing. Right? All right, yeah, yeah. Like, um, so they're all linked, but they're not. You don't really have to listen to them sequentially, you know, anything like that. But I think you can, and you will, you know, you can enjoy it that way as well. Uh, so I guess I'll say that. Um, first record obviously speaks for itself. Second record, and I guess it depends on, you know, the second record could be interesting depending on what you think the end happens at the end of the first record, um, which you know I leave up to the listener to decide. Sure. Uh, I guess your your mood will kind of just your uh, predisposition for a mood will will determine how you interpret the end of burden. I think, um, and um, I think I'm getting off track. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, That's what we do here, yeah. buddy. It's all right. It's what... <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the epitome of stupidity. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nailed it. I love it. Uh, um, did I answer your question or am I? No, uh, no, yeah, you're good. You're good. You can steer me in the right direction. No, you're here. good. The, that, uh, I think we pretty well covered the theme thing. Um, as guys that kind of fuck around some with recording and playing and all that fun stuff, I, I think we're both a little bit interested in the different ways of recording, too. Totally, yeah. Fire. Um, anything in particular i'm 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 always glad to talk about well production I, stuff. i i you know i i've already fucked up the tour date so i may have read this wrong too but i thought i saw something where you guys were talking about how each one was going to be recorded a little bit differently um i i I'm yeah bl- i'm yeah, blanking yeah. on the exact phrasing yeah 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 totally um first record was very surgical very sort of modern um everything's really up close uh second record i think i can say this we i mean it's it, it's we tracked it in a cave oh. um as opposed to our studio no bats so, with any weird uh viruses in that cave right what's that no bats with any weird viruses in that cave right tons of them actually that's how <laughs> we were able to do the tour uh we actually ate the bats ah. That yeah. immune. Yeah. yeah. All right, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, yes, yeah, so we did it in the cave, um, and we did it all in one day. Oh. Um, which is very fun. different to how we normally <laughs> do things. Uh, it's it's unlike anything we've ever done before, and I don't really know if it's really been done by anyone. Honestly, the way we did it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, some people might have, but I, I don't really know that. I know like similar things uh, that ended up doing a lot of a lot more, uh, you know, overdubbing later or reamping or all these things. But 
That's not what we did with this one. We just set up in a cave, did it in what was supposed to be a short day, but ended up being an extremely long day, which I still have to always say, I told you so when we talked about it as a band. And they said, no, it'll be fine. Um, and I said, no, it's not. Uh, it's not going to be fine. And, uh, but it ended up turning out cool. Um, yeah, it was just a very long, crazy day and a really, really wild, weird experience that uh, I've never, I've never, we've never experienced anything like that. It was really in insane oh, and really yeah. ambitious uh, to try to do. Yeah, it, uh, I imagine I, just because I'm a shitty person, I, I imagine that by the end of the day, you guys were pretty well done with each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it wasn't even, I mean, I don't know, we, we we all are pretty decent, I think, at, like, having boundaries with each other, you know, like, um, and it was just such a long, crazy day anyways that, like, we, we knew we couldn't really, like, chirp at each other too much because it was just, like, otherwise this is never going to get done. Like, right. it was just, like, we got to get this done, you know, like, right. like we're, we're here to work, like, any, any, like, annoyance, like, any spat we'll deal with another time you know uh almost like you guys are adults <laughs> uh sorry say that again i said it's almost like you guys are adults um yeah i don't know if i'd go that far <laughs> but close we're mature close enough to record in a cave god damn it that's, mm -hmm. that's good yeah yep um so i yeah i've i mean obviously i, I wanted to hear this album any old way and i think i've even seen a picture of the whole cave thing but uh I, I'm super interested to see how that comes out sounding. Um, I'm going to push my luck a third time here and see if I can find out anything about how the third one's planned on being recorded. Um, not in a cave. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Stunner. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. Not in a cave. Not in a cave and not in one day, probably. <laughs> yeah. Not. No, not in a cave and not in one day. <laughs> Check those boxes. Moving on. Yep. That one is off the bucket list. Um, okay. So, how did uh let's talk a little bit more about you specifically uh and playing live you're doing keyboards playing guitar and singing correct mm -hmm. how much frustration is involved there um i don't know not a lot of frustration um it's a lot to do but i think i've always kind of wanted a lot to do uh it, there are there are times where i'm a little bit like uh like jesus you know like uh man i got i got so i'm like tap dance oh because there's certain songs where i'm like tap dancing the whole time yeah um and it used to be it used to be worse because i even used to have like a um i used to control all my vocal effects from stage as well so i'd be like turning vocal effects on and off changing presets doing all the same things with my delay, my, you know, my guitar pedal board and synth stuff. And that was just like too, way too much. Now it's a little more manageable. Um, and, uh, but it's definitely, it's definitely a lot to keep track of. And that was actually one of my biggest sort of apprehensions going into uh, this tour was like really, you know, got making sure that I was on top of my shit of knowing well, what's what and like you know, things like that and there was a couple times where i'd forget to change a synth patch 
um, we'd start the song and I'm like, oh shit, now I got to figure, I got to change the synth patch while playing the guitar part and singing with my foot. <laughs> so I'm like, uh. oh my God, because I have a part that I have to play in like 16 measures. Oh shit. Um, there's a little bit of that, but uh, I don't know. I think, I think it kind of suits our personalities as a band, sort of like the sound of the band where I'm not, you know, we're never going to be a band that has like the, you know, Steven Tyler running around the front of the stage <laughs> no or like you know, David Lee Roth. Like we're not, no we're not that kind of band. Like I think we'd be we'd be thrilled to have like be behind the screen and have a movie playing, you know. Sure. Uh, oh. Um we try to like sort of like being a soundtrack more than the the lead than star, the focus. I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um so I think it's it kind of works in that respect. Kinda limits the amount of dumb shit I can start to think I should do <laughs> on stage. Um, where did the name King Buffalo come from? Oh, God. Uh, um, I think I actually <laughs> saw this story, but I like it. What's that? I said, I'm pretty sure I read this story, but it's a, it's an amusing one. Yeah, yeah. So we formed really quickly, uh, basically kind of not even as, like, we had no, no like, direct intention of becoming King Buffalo. Um, we were formed to fill some tour dates for Scott's old band. Um, he just asked me and Dan to fill in. Um, we had a fourth member at the time named Randall, who was fantastic. He's still a dear friend of ours. He ended up moving away uh, pretty early in our inception. So um, it was a you know peaceful, peaceful split. Like he he kicks ass. We love Randall. Um, but we needed a name really quick. We recorded that. Our first demo, we we formed, practiced, or instead of really practicing the songs we were supposed to learn, we ended up writing a handful of songs, recorded a demo, and we're like, shit, we need to, you know, why don't we just be a band instead of, you know, pretending to be Scott's old band? <laughs> and then we're like, okay, well, uh, I guess we need a name. And we wrote a shitload of names on a whiteboard. I think we had like almost 50 names. And then we all took turns crossing our crossing off i think like three at a time until we got down somehow whittled it down to like a final three and um king buffalo was the one we hated the least <laughs> that, do you, do you know, remember like, the other two or yeah like we were almost martha dumpstruck because <laughs> every, everyone everyone kept thinking that someone else was going to cross it off you know like i'm not wasting one of my vetoes on martha dump truck because someone else is going to veto martha dump truck and at the end it's like it's getting close to the end they're like are you going to do it like fuck you i'm not doing it. i'm not wasting one of my vetoes you know we had it's in the final three and we're like we can't really do this right we can't be martha dump truck and we ended up ended up on king buffalo and uh you know that's that you need a name in a hurry that's the way to do it and uh oh Band names are stupid anyway. So. Fuck, no, agreed on that. Those mm -hmm. conversations are the worst. But Martha Dumpstruck is that's uh that's something. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's yep. something. <laughs> uh, I think the last actual question here I'm gonna throw at you before we move into the idiotic way that we finish these things. Uh, heavy psych. What? Where did that term come from, and why do you guys consider yourselves that? Um, I don't know. And I don't know if I do. Okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> um, I, I, I think Scott, that's more Scott's thing. I, I don't even really know. I, I hate, it sounds like this stupid generic, like 
musician answer like oh i don't think you i don't think there's like genres and subgenres <laughs> or whatever um so like a typical douchebag like band guy um but i think like I, I don't know i guess i don't know what heavy psych really means i i would i don't know if, if it's a common moniker if other bands call themselves that i guess maybe we kind of are um i think it's kind of like blue car syndrome i i hadn't noticed it before but after i saw that in one of you guys's clippings i've i've noticed it like twice since okay well that's interesting yeah i mean i he's a little more in tune scott is more in tune with like genres and other bands and things like that so i guess he would know more if we fall into that category um i actually especially for the past few years i don't really listen to a whole lot of music just because when we're writing, I try to avoid listening to a lot of stuff unless it's completely different because I don't want to end up, you know, I, I have a bad habit of like subconsciously, like unintentionally thinking I came up with a cool riff and then having someone tell me, oh, it's this. Yeah, no. And then be like, oh, shit. So I, I really actively try to like not pay attention and listen to things while we're in like a writing phase. So I don't know <laughs> if, if we are, if we are heavy psych. Um, I think, uh, I yeah, I don't know. It's probably a lame answer to that question. No, it's, uh, it's absolutely not what either one of us was expecting, so I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we will uh, we'll let you get on with your damn Sunday. We're going to do the stupid shit that we do to finish these things. Um, we do, how do we do this, Brian? Is rapid fire first or yeah. second? Okay, first. All right, so rapid fire. Two options. You pick which one better suits you, and Clint will tell you if you're right or wrong because he's a dick. I am that person. Uh, 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 say, repeat the last part of that. Rapid I, fire. Pick, pick which one. What? Yeah, uh, Clint will tell you which one. Uh, tell you if you're right or wrong, even though it's a personal preference, just because he's an asshole. So that's all. okay. Hooray me. Yeah. All right. Coffee. Kind of starting to break up a little bit on there. Um, uh, hopefully, I will be able to understand and keep this rapid fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Coffee or tea. I think you said coffee or tea, and if you did, I'm going to say coffee. All right. Yep, that's right. Toilet paper, under or over? Always over. Damn straight. All right. No under ever. <laughs> Beatles or Stones? Beatles, 100%. Uh, Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons, easy. Yes. This is Clint's. I don't, I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Gummy bears or gummy worms? Ah, doesn't make any sense, but it's a fucking <laughs> it's thinker. Same, same thing. No, it is. It is. It's tough for me because also I don't think I've had either in like twenty something years. Ah. Ooh, doing um, that wrong. So I think I was more of a worm guy. All right. Oh, all right. Uh, beer or liquor? Ooh, used to be a big beer guy, but I over the past few years have developed uh, an affinity for rye. So I think I'm gonna go liquor. All right. Marvel or DC? Uh, or don't give a shit about either one either way yeah i i'm not the hugest fan i guess yeah. I, I i pay attention i think um i'll just go with the box office numbers and say marvel i guess <laughs> all right the woods or the ocean woods or the ocean yeah. um probably a woods guy fall or spring Ooh, uh spring I'm going to do this backwards the way you have it here, Clint. Okay. Sausage links or patties? 
what am I put like what's what's the meal? What's, what's it what's it going with? That's all that's, that's all that's it's, there yep, in the bucket. Nope. You get no contacts. Yep. You keep picking the bucket of links or the bucket of patties. That's all you get. Oof. I guess links is more uni- uh more uh, versatile. More mm. versatile. All right. And uh what is your go to karaoke song? And it can't be Ooh. a King Buffalo song. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I actually I don't know if I've ever done karaoke. Neither have I. Um <laughs> If you if you had, what would it if have I been? Had to, if I had to do one, uh, man, I got to think of a good answer. Um, <laughs> we don't like good answers here. Recently, I heard the song "Whoever You Are." I think is the name of it by Geggy Ta. I don't know if you remember this song. It was mm-hmm. like kind of big in the '90s. It's really funny and ridiculous. Not, it's not. I don't know if it's intentionally funny, but <laughs> I think it'd be funny to do is karaoke. Um, so I would say either that or. The funniest I've ever seen someone do karaoke was Champagne Supernova. That was good. <laughs> yeah. I also saw someone do The End by The Doors, and that was one of the most weirdest experiences in my life. So <laughs> Yeah, no, that couldn't go wrong. Yeah. Imagine, like, sneaking into a bar underage to see your old peewee football coach blasted, <laughs> rolling on the ground with his shirt off, oh. singing, Dad, I want to kill you. That was fucking weird. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. That's a... Uh... There's probably some uh, mental scarring there, uh, Sean. You might want to talk to somebody about that stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it, I actually really enjoyed that. I've, I've got a big kick out of that. <laughs> All right. And the, the last uh, trophy question here that we have is something completely original and unique to us. Nobody's ever asked this before, so I hope you're prepared. Uh, and then after this, we will let you get on with your Sunday. Uh, Sean, you get shipped off to an island. You get to take one album with you. What is that album? Dark Side of the Moon, hands down. My guy. Right off the bat. You are wearing a fucking Dark Side of the Moon shirt right I now, am. Brian. Look full, at that. Full circle. Fucking everything comes together. That was... Best album ever made. It, well, I'm not going to completely agree with you there, but <laughs> it's uh, it's certainly fucking up there. Um, John, this has been a ton of fun and uh, I'm way smarter than we're used to, so uh, thanks a lot for coming on with us this morning. Um. I obviously we wish you guys nothing but the best and hope that these tours continue to, and you know what? I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to be the one that jinxes it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you better not. <laughs> We'd love to see you in Columbus sometime. And uh, other than that, you know, fucking keep up the good work and we'll see you soon. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. We will definitely be back in Columbus at some point. Um, I'll be the guy that marinated. I don't know. I know we will. We 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 stop in Columbus a lot, so we'll be we will be there at some point in the future. Thank you for having me today. It's been a lot of fun. Take it easy, man. Bye bye. Yep, you as well. There you have it. What more could you want? Dude was fucking cool. Uh, and their music is also fucking cool. Um, are we doing the full song here, or is that just going to be after? I feel like you changed this on me. After. Uh, After. Yeah. So instead of the outro, it'll just be the song. Right. Okay, so we're going to wrap up here, and after this, you will hear their song, Silverfish. Uh, stick around, because it, I think it's a less than four-minute song, and it's going to be, we're, we're going to round up and call it the best four minutes of your day. So yeah. stick around for it. Yeah. Um, thanks again to Sean for coming on with us uh, kind of early on a fucking Sunday. Uh, thanks to Brimminghorn continually for making good mead and letting us Drink it. Drink it. I don't know where I was going with that. I helped well, out. You did. Good job out of you. Yeah. Uh, follow us on all the socials, as long as all the socials are Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
review us on iTunes if that's where you get these things. Uh, preferably say good things, but if not, you know, it's it's your fucking review. Go for it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, am I missing anything, Brian? A drum solo by Kretzer. A drum solo by Kretzer? Yep, here Nobody it is. Nobody gets that. Go. All right. You guys have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>